0: Hey guys, thanks for watching another episode of The Naturalist Capitalist. This is the 22nd installment of The Four Horsemen that we've done. Uh, Glad to still have a YouTube channel after making it this far. So thanks for the continued support. Uh, Got a really exciting show tonight. Got a guest who's been on before, who's coming uh, back on again. And this will be a great conversation. Right before we jump into it, though, I want to tell you that this show is brought to you by the Lions of Liberty Network. I'm actually uh, doing a sponsorship now which is the first time I've ever done this. So this is pretty exciting. I'm pretty good friends with the guys from Lions of Liberty. Um, I've actually gotten to know Brian McWilliams personally really well. Saw him out in Vegas, saw him in Reno at the convention, done lots of shows with these guys. Uh, They're really great. Lions of Liberty is one of the greatest and longest running libertarian anarchist podcast networks in the world. They've been doing this before every single libertarian had a podcast. Haven't been around as long as Anti-Neocon Report, but They've been around a long time, doing lots of great stuff. Uh, On Monday, John Odermatt delivers a powerful mix of inspiration, health, and faith to set your mind, body, and soul free with finding freedom. Every Wednesday, Brian McMilliams will make you laugh at our broken world while providing the promise of a better future with Mean Age Daydream. Uh, Friday includes shows like Meme Wars or Hate Roch or their famous Libertarians in Living Rooms liquor episodes uh lions of liberty is the first step toward freedom go check them out go listen to them on you know all different streaming networks you can check them out on youtube Uh, down in the description i have all their platforms linked so please go check them out this is the first time i'm actually being sponsored so if you guys would go and follow them subscribe to them uh, shoot them a message telling them that you found them through me that would do a lot to help me out all right, so Ben has joined in the backstage, so I'm just going to skip all the introductions, and we're just going to bring everybody on. We got Eric, we got Ryan, and we have the great Ben Swan. Ben, how are you doing tonight, man? I'm, I'm
1: doing great. I don't know about the great Ben Swan, but Ben Swan is here, for
0: sure. <laughs> no, man, this is a, a, a lot of people were really excited to see this show coming out, and um, I actually got to meet you in person at Freedom Fest out in Vegas, and we did a little show and uh, as soon as I started, I didn't really know you that well. I had seen that clip of you grilling Obama uh, about the the drone strike kill list and all that from yeah. what was that two thousand seven, two thousand eight, or 2012, no, that was two thousand twelve. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, in the conversation I had with you, you were talking specifically about how disinformation is this word we hear all the time, but it's mm-hmm. there, it's actually uh, a term that describes when they're pumping incorrect information. Into some sort of conspiracy to make it so wacky and so ridiculous that no one will want to listen to it, and they're actually discrediting discrediting any um, straying from the official narrative. And that is something we talk about on this show a lot. Yeah. But um, what it's have you been? What have you been doing a lot recently? What's uh, most of your work been surrounding over the last several months or so?
1: Yeah. Uh, well, again, Reed, thanks for having me on here. It's great to be back with you. Uh, so, a couple of things. So, we're really focused on uh platform building so that you know that's all the behind the scenes stuff that's the stuff that you know the, the people who follow me are going to say hey ben i haven't seen you do as many videos lately you haven't done as much journalism lately it's because we're building infrastructure right and and you just said it made a comment as we were starting out here and you said you know we haven't been kicked off of youtube yet but right <laughs> eventually you're going to be though right yeah. uh, that's on its way at some point uh and so we've been really focused on building infrastructure how do we build platforms that protect content creators that give content creators true ownership of their content. I'm a big believer in blockchain, big believer in Web3. We're building out the most advanced Web3 system uh, for social media that has ever been created. And we're, we're doing something that's really unique, that's going to last 10, 20, 100 years into the future, I hope. Who knows what technology does at that point, right? But over time, we're going to outlast everyone because we're not building based upon a knee-jerk reaction to what's happening with YouTube or what's happening with Twitter or what's happening with Facebook. You know, today you might say, hey, Twitter, they're doing great. Elon's great. I I like a lot of what Elon's doing. I disagree with a lot of what Elon's doing, by the way, at Twitter, uh, because he's not creating a free speech platform. He is creating more of the same with a different set of biases than they had previously. And, and we, we can talk about that more if you want to. But I think the, the main point of what we're doing right now in terms of platform building is one thing. But then in terms of journalism, let's talk a little bit about that, because we're really focused right now on the insanity of two things. One is what's happening with Ukraine right now, this absolutely ludicrous Effort to give 120 billion dollars to Ukraine and to this con man Zelensky in his green sweatsuit, who goes in front of a you know joint session of Congress and they're waving a flag behind him like a bunch of fangirls, and and the fact that he's running this total scam, right on the U.S. public and leading us all into World War III for what? Right, for absolutely nothing. So that's the first thing. And then the second thing we've really been doing a lot of work on is this reality this reality, guys, of athletes and young people across the world who are dropping dead of heart attacks and cardiac arrest. Again, this is a global phenomenon, and no one will acknowledge the most obvious point, which is that it is the result of vaccination and the result of the COVID vaccines. It did not exist to the extent that it does, even close before 2021, there's been an increase of about 4,500%. That's mind boggling in the last two years. And then you hear insane things in the media, like, oh, it's climate change. Climate change is causing this. Eggs are causing this, right? And and, and, and I think it shows <laughs> us we're favorite. living in clown world right now. It's <laughs> clown, clown world.
2: world. Cow farts are causing global warming. Yeah. <laughs> I was, was, I was as close say... to BS as you could actually come without actually saying cow poo. <laughs>
3: I think it was Greta Thunberg farting, but uh, Ben, it's great to meet you, man. I, I do some of the impressions and comedy on the show. I'm a comedian from New Hampshire and I've been a big fan of yours, you know, for a long time. I watched you and Jesse Ventura on RT and uh, I've interviewed Jesse a couple times. Um, so I, you know, I wanted to, to just welcome you on, and um, obviously, the, I followed the Pizzagate stuff, and really, the only big mainstream media interview with James Elephantis was Megan Kelly. And Mm -hmm. that was just basically a uh, tongue bath. CYA. CYA, yeah. And she she didn't ask him any serious questions or any. She didn't dig into anything or, uh, you know.
2: (laughs) My lack of shock.
3: (laughs) Right. So um, I'm I'm sure you've talked about it before, but I always wanted to ask you, you know, in 2017, you were with the CBS affiliate 46 in Atlanta uh, doing Reality Check, which was Mondo based. And I, I couldn't believe you got that on the air, your segment, which was which was airtight it was factual Mm -hmm. and you asked really good hard-hitting questions and that's the kind of stuff I would talk about and reference when people asked my take on all that thing so looking at at the pizza thing now obviously everyone knows about Epstein what are your thoughts still on it and are you still getting
1: any uh there still any repercussions from when you did that professionally for you well, there's always repercussions for it. I mean, I haven't been with uh, any kind of mainstream media outlet since then, right? Uh, and not that I've wanted to, right? I uh, that for me that was the end of that. And and 2018 when I went fully independent, that was the end, right? We're not going to ever ever go that way again. Uh, and and look, how can you? At a certain point, you have to recognize that 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 industry is dead. Right. Mainstream media is dead. They, they pretend they're not. They pretend there's a death gurgle still going on. But there isn't really that. Uh, the only thing that keeps them alive is government funding and entities like the CIA and the FBI. Right. That are pushing out these these propaganda ideas, foreign governments that push out propaganda ideas. And they're the ones who are keeping these things funded. Pharmaceutical companies. Right. They're the ones who are keeping these these entities funded. But no one watches them. No one cares about it. Here's what's fascinating. Right. Now, I'll go back to the piece cakes. I don't want to ignore that question. But one of the yeah. things that's so interesting to me about what's happening right now in the media landscape is that the majority of people are done, right? They're the, the majority of Americans have said, we don't believe mainstream media. We're not watching it anymore. If you look at the numbers, I think there was a brand new this, this past week set of numbers about CNN with its all-time lowest ratings. Like No one's watching anymore. The problem is, is that you have a confluence right now of the fact that No one's watching mainstream media, coupled with the fact that big tech is censoring independent media. And those two things happening at the same moment creates this enormous gap for information. So we actually have like this incredible information deficit happening right now, where you would think, oh, yeah, well, you know, internet, there's so much. You get on TikTok, you get on Instagram, you're scrolling through Facebook, right, and and YouTube, and there's a lot of stuff out there. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff, but there's a lot of the same stuff. There's very little information that's actually getting through that challenges those narratives. So mainstream media is not watched. Social media is completely bogged down with censorship where you can't see anything anymore. And so I think we're living in a moment, a moment, and I truly believe it's only a moment uh, that may never be seen again, where you have this enormous gap of good information, where if, if you're anyone who's even slightly awake, you're like, where can I find information right now? Right? You're scrambling, looking for it everywhere. You come to shows like this and you can find it, but it's very, very difficult to find. And so that's one of the things, by the way, again, that we're trying to trying to resolve that issue. In terms of the Pizzagate stuff, look, Balenciaga and the whole thing that just happened with them, I think really references the fact that we were not off in our reporting. You know, the crazy thing is I was on TikTok the other day. Yes, I, I go on TikTok. I'm scrolling through the other day and literally I – when I open it up and I scroll, the first thing I see is myself doing the Pizzagate report, which I hadn't seen in five years. So I actually sat and watched it. And I was like, "What did I say?" And I watched it, and I was like, "At the end of it, wow, that's some crazy stuff, right?" Like, because I hadn't seen it in five years. I didn't, I don't even remember what I had said. Ben, and then I was scared. Know? I was scared for you, man. I won't lie. Like when, yeah. you,
3: when you went off the air and we went, you had to go silent for a while. It was like holy yep. shit, man. You you ruffled some feathers. Well, you know what, Every, your, your everything you crazy.
2: just said. I agree with so much, you know. And it, it's just I've been banned on everything. I just got my Twitter back, but I have to self censor. Like I've had the Epstein client list out since 2019, and some people just because I got my Twitter back like 12 days ago, going, "What?" Like they they didn't know any of these names. They're waiting for it to be on TV. I'm like, buddy, it's <laughs> never going to be yeah. on TV, and no. it's never going to be on Facebook or YouTube or anything either. So you want to no. see it, just go to my website. Don't be lazy. But people they lit, they like live on Twitter. A lot yeah, of yep. people I've come yep. back in contact with who's known me for a long time, like it's like I died or something. Once I got back on Twitter, they're like, oh, <laughs> hey, and I've got all these interviews lined up and stuff. Like, I've I've been here the whole time. But if you can't, if you don't have a Twitter to DM on, if you're not on one of these on ramps, you are totally invisible. Yeah. Now there is a group with the Telegram, the Substacks and Rumble and things like that that is growing. But by and large, uh, people are addicted to these media filters and they're just shocked. Like, how do you have this information? How do you know there were three Hunter Biden laptops? Like everybody knows that, except for the people that get their news from Twitter and Reddit, because yeah. I mean, you're getting filtered news. Why would you just you saw the Twitter files? You know, the FBI and all these spooks are crawling all over these <laughs> networks. Why would you go here for news? No one can, is really allowed to say anything. You have to like talk and code and stuff. The Pizzagate thing is another great example of something that got extremely kookified. There's mm-hmm. a real story, yeah. right, yes. with with real crimes, and the kooks a took Pierce it me. over. They're trying to do that with Epstein. They did that with 9-11, like the airplane deniers and all that stuff. They're doing it with the corona, with yep. the like, can we have um, to say coincidence? Can we talk? <laughs> they're, just, they're saying, like, oh, viruses aren't real. <laughs> ben, Dude.
3: before you ran with that story, did you have to put it to a producer or did you just go full based and run oh, it? No, 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 you were no, no. no. The...
1: Nope. The, the story itself was vetted at a higher degree than any other story in the f- uh, five years that I was working with them, was vetted higher than any other story because I chose to self vet it through the highest levels of, of, uh, editorial control at our station, um, which I didn't have to do. And I right. chose to do that because of the sensitivity of the subject matter we were talking about. And so it ran through the highest levels of journalists at that, at that industry, all the way up through news managers who had had 30, 40 years in the business were looking at it. And what they came back and said was, yeah, it's, this is solid. It's totally solid. I yeah, it was. It the story was. itself, and I, that's why I'm saying when I when I came across it on TikTok the other day, it was kind of amazing to me because there were a lot of things I forgot about it. And and one thing that I forgot is there was so much that we couldn't say. So much that we intentionally left out because it, it was so wild. Um, we couldn't put some of it on TV. And the crazy thing is this. We ran the story. Nobody had a problem until the next day when CBS is calling, Daily Beast is calling, everyone's attacking, right? And then all of a sudden, oh my gosh, what did we do wrong? No, it's not what we did wrong. It's It's... It's if we did something wrong, show us what we did wrong. Their only claim was, how dare you talk about this? You don't have a right to even talk about it, right? Mm-hmm. And and the funny yeah. thing was, I didn't do the story because no one was talking about it. I actually did the story because everybody was talking about it. Because I was working at the, C- at the CBS affiliate at the time. And everyone was talking about the guy who walked in with a rifle into Comet Ping Pong yes. Pizza. So it actually had become a new story that was being covered. And as it was being covered, what was being said about it? Over and over, what was being said was, hey, uh, this is Macedonian sheep farmers who have created this crazy conspiracy theory to embarrass Hillary Clinton. That's what was said. I actually been, had heard from thousands of people before I ever did the story saying, you should talk about pizza cake. And I had said, no, I'm not going to talk about it because there's it's too crazy. I'm not even going to mess with it. It wasn't until we were running the story on our nightly news, on our own station, that I said, you know what? This doesn't make any sense. So I looked into it. And it didn't make sense. And everything we were saying about it was a lie. But I I do want to comment on, you know, Reed and I talked back in Vegas when when we met there about this whole concept of um, actual disinformation, the true disinformation. The true disinformation, and I was telling him at the time, and now with Twitter files and all that we see about Facebook right now, it becomes so readily apparent, right? But what I was telling him was true disinformation is when you have entities that come in and they create so much confusion about a story that a viewer can't even begin to understand what the reality is, right? And they do this from both sides. On one side, they'll say insane things like, Hillary Clinton is eating children in the basement of a pizza parlor. She drinks their blood. She's eating the babies. No, she doesn't. That's crazy. And it's absolutely untrue, right? In fact, Hillary Clinton wasn't even a part of Pizzagate. There's no reference to her at all in any of the stuff that actually started that. However, the things that are verifiable and very interesting about that story get completely lost because you make it as crazy as you can right. about someone who's not involved so that when the <laughs> public comes <laughs> and looks at it, it's verifiably wrong. Dawson it's i like talking
2: to myself.
3: <laughs> Dawson calls that Coca-Cola.
2: because got it oh, yeah. it, It's yeah. disinformation on purpose. It's that old Nietzsche quote that I'll paraphrase in my own Southern ways that nothing hurts your position more than an idiot arguing on your behalf. <laughs> exactly. And so they, they put these things out. But when you I notice something like, like the school shooter denier stuff and stuff like that, right? Whenever there is a lot of smoke immediately, and there's like a mm-hmm. complex narrative 24 hours after event happened, I'm like, Okay, that's spook, because that's not an organic lie like that. They Try to create a tar baby out of these subjects. So, like, I have a really hard time talking about September 11th in the adult way because of Jonestown and all these stupid movies and stuff. That you're like, no, I have to prove I'm not one of those before right. I can even start on it. And the same thing with PizzaGate. I'm like, no, no, no. Like the first sixty <laughs> thing, like, no, none of that. Okay, that's from. InfoWars or wherever you got that from. Right. Same thing with Corona because David Icke and people like that are talking about 5G graphene, this and that. And I'm like, deber, not this. Or, or snake yep. venom. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Well, I did a debunking of uh, died suddenly. Like, oh, are there are no post mortem clots. Like, if they take a real event and a real thing, like people are definitely dying of heart attacks, it's definitely related yeah. to the vaccine or COVID or both. But you've just shat in the punch bowl because. You said so many things that are untrue. You just showed clips in that movie that are from like 2011 before there even was a virus. Uh, You showed pictures of plastic surgery from people in India that were also from prior years. You just Google images stuck in there. Mm -hmm. You show just it's really, really bad. I'm like, okay, that is on purpose that this is not just people who are wrong and oops. And this is not an accident. It's not because they're just stupid some of this stuff where they infiltrated QAnon and just littered it. They did that with the election fraud, too. They're like, oh, yeah, there's a shootout in a server farm in Germany. You know, and it's just all this nonsense. And no one wants to be associated with that. They're like, oh, Well, there is a real story there, but yeah. you, you know, it takes a lot. And then when you try and talk about it on social media, you're going to have to deal with the officialdom and you have to deal with like the sort of official unofficialdom. And yeah. it's, it's dogmatic. It's like a cult. They're worse than vegans.
0: It It seems way more (laughs) powerful and effective to censor that way, because if you had to somehow like knock off every single person who was talking about something true, that'd be so hard. Like you still can go on Wikipedia and look up like all the names involved in the Epstein Once you know their names. Once you know their names. Exactly. So it's a lot easier to just make it all untouchable by just kookifying it than actually trying to go through every database and clear everything out and ban everybody. Um, And I mean, it's almost more like, you know, I, I feel like a lot of people think we're moving closer to 1984, but to me it's always more like brave new world. Like they just make everyone so lazy and so content and so, um, you know, oversaturated with bullshit that they don't even start looking for the truth anymore. They're just kind of yeah. numbed up and <laughs> in their but This was
2: something that was great about reality check when Ben was doing that is there would be not as bad as Corona or anything, but there would be topics where people are like, man, there's so much, I know what they're saying isn't right. You know, I know they lie about all these wars, that have, but what did happen? If they know what didn't happen. But they don't know what happened and they don't have time at a nine to five job to sit there and sift through all the disinformation in Coca-Cola. Right. They go on reality check and Ben would do it for them. We're like, here's what we know. And this is why real short, simple, boom, get the answer. And I've had people come to me the same way being like, Hey, is this true or not? Just tell me, I don't need all the details because they don't have time and they, um, but they know they're being lied to. And they know that nowadays, social media, YouTube, after Google bought it, that was it. They were done. Yeah. Yeah. I got kicked off there in two thousand and eight <laughs> like for the first time
1: well, and i think I think to your point, the other thing that happens is uh, if if with reality check, one of the things we always did, it, it was always a point to give sources for the information, right? So if you can mm-hmm. source your information, someone doesn't necessarily have to believe everything you say. In fact, the idea is don't believe me, but I have sources for everything I'm telling you. So it's not based on these other things. but here's here's where I think. We're also looking at a weird kind of evolution, if you will, in this whole process, because this was happening, you know, back when when I did the, the Pizzagate story and was doing reality check, fact checkers weren't out there on the Internet. And the fact checking apparatus has become a new kind of arm of all of this, which is where what they'll do is so I was the first, if not the first one of the very first, but I may have been the first. Reporter to actually talk about the Wuhan lab, at Echo Health Alliance, and and the fact that these guys had actually created Corona in a lab in Wuhan, China. Right. Uh, in fact, I did it so early on that when Plandemic came out, they actually used excerpts from my reporting to to cover that. And so I
2: think Sky News covered that. I don't know who was first, but like yeah, it they could apply really that early. one too. They, they right
3: <laughs> they, they attacked it
1: early, right? Yeah. But the problem is when you when you cover that stuff super early. And you're, and you're talking about this, hey, here are the receipts, here's the the 2014 memorandum that makes it essentially illegal to perform game of gain of function in the United States. Here's where in 2015 it gets offshore. Here's where EcoHealth Alliance starts receiving contracts, right? It's like the, the paper chart was pretty clear here. What's interesting is, is that what they'll do, the fact checkers will do, is they don't actually fact check your individual reporting. So I've had dozens of reports that have been listed as as untrue or um, um, uh, misinformation or disinformation by Facebook, by Instagram, by YouTube, kicked off of YouTube uh, in in twenty twenty one, I believe it was, and so you know they'll 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 go through this process, right? But what they do is they pick something, some random concept, some some Facebook post that's really kooky, that's somehow kind of related to it. So it'll be like, oh, the Wuhan lab was being run by lizard people. Somebody will post this to Facebook. Right, and this is just an example. It's not a specific example, right, but yeah. like in general, right? They'll say uh, the Wuhan lab was run by lizard people and in an attempt to control the minds of all people around the world. They created the virus. Somebody will post this on Facebook. Then the fact checkers will say, "We're going to fact check this. Hey, it's not true. They're not lizard people who run the Wuhan lab. We verified that, and no, they didn't do this in order to kill off the entire human population." Okay. Then, when you do your report about the Wuhan lab being funded by by Fauci and and uh, the the uh, US DoD and EcoHealth Alliance, right? When you do that report, what they do is they then link it to that and say, independent fact checkers say this is false. And then you go see see why you click on see why. And it's like, oh, we've already fact checked this idea that lizard people are running. Wait a minute. I didn't say lizard people were running it. Oh, no, (laughs) but because you talked about the Wuhan lab as the source of the virus. They they lump you in with it. And so what I have found is I would say 99% of every report that I have had that have been uh, fact-checked by the fact-checkers and deemed to be incorrect. They were not reports they actually bothered to watch or fact-check. In fact, in some of them, they'll say in the first line, in Swan's report, which we did not watch. Huh? Yeah. You're fact-checking a report you didn't watch? And then they'll explain why we've already looked at this issue and it's some wide some thing. So part of what they do with the fact-checking thing is they'll come up with some crazy disinformation they'll put it out there they'll fact check themselves that oh that's not true and then they lump everybody in with
3: it yeah and then you're just that's that's what you're doing as and oh no that's just a bunch of bullshit
2: it's a guilt yeah. by association i mean yeah. they'll do that with this thing they'll say like well this guy had a confederate flag and he was racist so therefore that's what that means to everybody it's like no okay. it is it that was all throughout mm-hmm. pop culture up until like the early 2000s and then it suddenly Oh, my doorbell's ringing. Hold on, I'll be right back, guys. I gotta get this. <laughs> <laughs> ben, ben did Alex you Jones- this, oh,
3: go ahead, Eric. Ben, did you hear what Rand Paul uh, asked uh, Dr. Fauci in in committee? He uh, he said, "Dr. Fauci, are you support? Do you support giving puberty blockers to underage bats in the Wuhan lab? Yes or no?" <laughs> I never received a response from your office, and I asked you several weeks ago, do you do you support it, Ben? Do you support it? But it is it is crazy. They, they do that, and then if you question something, a mainstream narrative, they can just strike you right down, and people do have the short attention spans. And exactly just like
1: you said, that becomes the reality, and then you're dismissed, and it's on to the next thing. Well, and there's something even more devious that happens there, right, which is that it's not just – because the truth is they don't even care if people watch it, right? Right. Uh, because the ones who do watch it, ah, who cares what they're, what they're doing is, is they're tricking the algorithm. So it's an agreement. So if you Facebook and Instagram, what they have done is they have an agreement that basically says anything that's labeled as misinformation will use the algorithm to now automatically reduce distribution between 90 and 95%. So basically 5% of the people who would have normally seen it are allowed to see it. And so every time you get slapped with that label. It doesn't matter whether you're right or wrong. It doesn't matter whether or not you're proved later to be correct, which every single thing I've ever reported on uh, regarding COVID or anything that's happened in the last ever, I would say you can't find a single report of mine that's ever been debunked. But anything (laughs) like that, what you would find is that it doesn't matter because they'll keep the label on it. And so distribution is dropped. No one can see it. nobody can even watch it and know what's out there because, oh, no, independent fact checkers have decided that this thing. And it's some like 19 year old who's like, oh, yeah, this isn't true. We already know that the Wuhan lab is safe and effective and fine. And they do that with everything, including this this latest issue of what's happening with athletes like Damar Hamlin, right, who collapses on the field. Why do you think the NFL is like treating this guy like he is a hero? Because he didn't die. Right now, I don't want to sound disrespectful. I'm glad that he's okay, and I'm glad that his, you know, for the sake of his own life and his family, that he's that he pulled through. But if you look at the way the NFL is treating Damar Hamlin, they are treating this guy like he ran into a burning building and pulled out a, you know, a hundred survivors and carried them out on his back. Like how? Again, this is going to make me look bad, but how are you a hero for not dying? Right, he didn't die. I'm glad he didn't. I'm grateful for his family. I prayed for the guy and for his family. I'm glad that he pulled through. But Eric,
2: what did Trump say about McCain? Not a
1: hero.
3: Well, look, Ben, John McCain, he's not a war hero. Okay, I like. Excuse me, I like people who weren't captured. Okay, so he's not a war hero. But How are you your...
2: hero for getting captured? <laughs>
3: you're not your a place. hero for not dying. Yeah, look, yeah, <laughs> for not dying. Okay, he's not a hero. Okay, I like people who weren't captured. Quite frankly. <laughs> Well, it, it, ben, this is Jesse Ventura. Let me put it to you this way. If you give me a waterboard, Maxwell Silverhammer, and a half hour with Paul Pelosi, I'll get him to confess to the Sharon Tate murders.
1: <laughs> no. How about that one, Ben? <laughs> he, even <did> <laughs> he even did the eyeball.
3: Conspiracies?
2: <laughs> yeah. I prefer to call them spoiler alerts.
3: Maxwell, Maxwell Silver, ironically, Ben, and and let me put it to you this way. I wasn't there, but I have well-placed sources who frogged in outside the bushes at Paul Pelosi's house, and they heard Maxwell Hammer playing on repeat. Coincidence? <laughs> I think not. <laughs> do you got any cool
1: Ventura stories from RT? Did you get to hang out with him much, Ben? Uh, listen, I only actually met him one time, so I've been on air with him a lot of times, but you know, when you do that kind of stuff, you're you're rarely in the same building sometimes not even in the same state. I did get a chance to actually meet with him one-on-one, one one time. Listen, whatever you think about Jesse Ventura, he's an incredibly impressive individual, right? Like the fact the guy was a Navy SEAL to begin with, that alone is is a whole thing. Professional wrestler at the top uh, of that industry, Pretty incredible. A That's governor,
2: awesome.
1: pretty incredible. And the guy has has done some amazing, amazing a things. His, his movie career, it's incredible. He's a, re- he's a renaissance
3: man. Don't forget bodyguard and sergeant at arms, patched over <laughs> member of the Mongols. And he,
1: I was patched over, Ben. I don't think you were. <laughs> I was. i tell you what's interesting about him. And he, he is a guy who, when you do talk to him, like he does not stop to take a breath. Oh, just keep no, going I, I but, but hear, not that you want him to right oh no, no it's yeah, like I, you I, want to hear I, everything he's saying he's an incredible guy i got to interview him at a
3: bar in brooklyn for an hour for my show jackman radio and i don't really get starstruck but man when the fucking body walked in and there he was coming at yep. me sit down with me for an hour yep i was like yes and then we yep. got we did a little pre-interview uh, banter and he's like you know you're funny you remind me of this heavy set comedian from minnesota funny he's a jolly funny guy he reminded me of him so i'm like okay good the body yeah. likes me we're gonna we're gonna have a good chat so yeah um,
2: it's like some of my yeah. conversations with eddie bravo he he doesn't have an off button yep. it's, yeah it's like <laughs> just keep going. Yeah, Bond it's, says it's like a deaf jack russell terrier just go, 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 go. he gets so <laughs> excited and deep in you know what he's like so excited that someone Actually wants to listen to it all too. I think so. He just does go, rah, 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 this, uh, and this and this and this. <laughs> no,
0: Jesse. Scott Horton is like that. I remember I, I saw him at Freedom Fest not last year. Well, yeah, last year too, but the year before that. And I was just asking him a question about Cuba. And he's just he's not angry at me, but he's just screaming at me in the parking lot about Cuba and foreign policy. And everyone around the parking lot is like looking over like,
3: <laughs> what is going on over there? And he's just like, yeah, and then we did this. And then we did
0: that." <laughs> just like some people are like that. I think life.
2: he and Charles Goyette may have had the earliest libertarian radio, by the way, before Lions of Liberty, even. And oh, AMC yeah, they were in the
0: 90s, like pirate radio or whatever. Or yeah, way back in the day. I used
2: day. to listen to my AM. <laughs> yeah. Scott's um, good like that. I'm I'm probably guilty of that too. It's people to getting on killing on certain things. But, yeah. So
0: Ben, what's uh what about Sovereign? That's uh, yeah. one of your platforms that you're really starting to push. Uh when did you come up with that and what is it like? What's the purpose of it?
1: Yeah, so started working on this platform um really at the same time after all the Pizzagate stuff happened and decided to go independent. And one of the things that I, I foresaw because so, Eric, you mentioned that I was I was kind of off-air for a year. In actuality, I wasn't off-air for a year. I was banned from social media for a year, oh, which man. is pretty really interesting. Okay. So I was still the anchor at, in the eighth largest TV market in the country, anchoring their 5, 6, and 10 p.m. newscasts or 11 p.m. newscasts every single night, right? Still on the billboards all across Atlanta, but was not allowed on Twitter, Facebook, wow. Instagram, anything. So, and so <laughs> – for me, it was like this this awakening to say, wait a minute, why would they care? Like, why are they allowing me to continue to do this, but I can't yeah. be on social media? And so I talked to my team and said, listen, we got to start building something because there's something, there's something coming. Well, sure enough, you know, you hit 2018, 2019 and 2018 was the year that YouTube really began purging. It's when they finally kicked off Alex Jones, they started purging and started removing a lot of content creators. Alex Jones gets a lot of attention. Uh, But the the reality is there have been thousands of content creators, as you guys know, who have been kicked off of YouTube, thousands who have been kicked off of Facebook groups that have been kicked out of Facebook over and over again. And so we saw that was on its way. And and because I was involved with crypto, specifically with the cryptocurrency called Dash, Digital Cash, which is a DAO, Decentralized Autonomous Organization, and looked at the way they decentralized leadership, we said, well, what if we created a social media platform based upon those concepts, right? Blockchain you know, uh, decentralized servers, decentralized authority, and then ultimately became a DAO, a decentralized autonomous organization where the actual platform owns itself. The users actually own and control the platform. So that's what we started building in 2018. It took us a while to get there because we were literally building something that no one has ever built before. And, and now it, we've launched it. So we're not fully there. We're a web two platform transitioning to Web3 right now, meaning fully decentralized, will be there soon. I'd encourage everyone who's listening, sovereign s o-v-r-e-n dot media. It's a dot media right now. Soon will be sovereign.x, but that uh that platform, which is blockchain-based, no centralized servers, uh, no reliance or dependency on Apple or Google or AWS, right? We are built completely outside of Silicon awesome. Valley. That's what we're building and we're trying to encourage content creators to come over. Live streaming will be live uh, within the next couple of months. Uh, and we're, we're really building something that's entirely unique in this space because we're building it to outlive us. We're not building it like Parler did where it's like, oh, we've gotta be the fastest fastest growing app on, on the app store and everyone needs to come to us and then gets shut down like two weeks later, right? What's the point of that? What's the point of all yeah. that time and energy if you're building something that's so susceptible? So we have to recognize that that tech companies are not private companies. They are, they are arms of government entities, yes. each being given their own domain and, and, for lack of a better term, principality in which they control. You know, Twitter has its own. Facebook has its own. Instagram has its own. Google has its own. YouTube has its own. AWS has its own. So they all have these different spaces that they've carved out where they don't really compete with each other in actuality. And so what we're saying is, look, they've been given that that ground in exchange for owning that, they allow government agents to come in and to censor and control content, right? And so the only way you're going to defeat that is you by building a parallel economy and technology that it's not even a question of whether or not the technology is strong enough to withstand censorship. It's whether or not the technology can be built in a way that there is no centralized authority. Because, listen, there's an incredible book. I'd encourage your, your anybody who's listening to this who's really interested in this concept. It's called "The Starfish and the Spider," and it's a book that was written about 12 years ago, and it looks at the concept of decentralization, right? And so it it, it compares, like for instance, an organization that is a spider, right? You got eight legs, you got a head. If you want to kill a spider, what do you do? You just cut its head off, and what happens? Dies. You have a starfish. If you take a starfish and you chop it into eight different pieces and chop all of its of its arms off, right? And it doesn't have eight arms; it has like five, right? But what happens is he it just becomes five new living organisms that all that pop up again. So you go and you chop all those up, and it becomes fifteen. It becomes twenty. It becomes fifty. It becomes a thousand. And so that the concept is: how do you create decentralized decentralized organizations um, that that cannot be censored or taken down. And what's fascinating to me, most fascinating about that book is it was written at a time that looked at Napster, which today we're like, what's Napster, right? (laughs) What is that? Or another example they gave was a great example of decentralization. You guys will love this. Wikipedia. Fascinating to me because Wikipedia, they talked about the incredible promise of Wikipedia. The fact that you have this source of information, this this place where people could go and they could write and anybody could submit to it. And so it was this great living kind of growing document that was based upon community. Well, we all know what's happened since then, right? Wikipedia became completely and totally co-opted and became actually this enormous source of disinformation, right? So that's one reason the book is fascinating to me is because, you know, 12 years removed or whatever, you look back at it and you say, so I understand the principles you're talking about, but in reality, Now, some of these things were easily co-opted over time. I'll give you one more example, and I'll shut up here. But they give an example of of, uh, two entities, right? So one is the Aztecs and one is the Apaches. So the Aztecs, you know, 5,000-year-old culture when when the Spaniards arrive in Mexico, and it took them two years, two years to overthrow the entire Aztec empire, right? No time at all why cuz they went in and they captured the king montezuma and they and they took control of of the aztecs it didn't take any time at all spaniards were able to conquer a 5000 year old civilization in 2 years the apaches actually i don't know if you guys know this or not but the spaniards never conquered the apaches were never able to do it then when mexico became a country its own the independent community. nation it could never conquer the Apaches And the United States government actually could not conquer the Apaches. And the reason they couldn't is because the Apaches as tribes had no centralized leadership. Leadership only came when there was a need for someone to lead and then somebody would step up within a community and they would lead for a time and then they would go back to their, their position. And so the United States government could not conquer the Apaches because for years they chased them, they fought them, they'd arrest them, they'd capture people, take them away. But then new leaders were always popping up, right? It was completely decentralized. It was not until the US government came up with a process for saying, if you are an Apache leader, we owe you. And it was a certain number of cattle and horses that we will give you. And, and then Apache leaders began to step forward and declare themselves leaders. I'm a leader. Why? Because there's free stuff if I am. And that's when they began to conquer the Apaches, capture them, and put them on reservations, including Geronimo, right? But it wasn't because these guys were, were actual leaders. It's because they actually used greed to create a hierarchy that they could then topple. And then Maybe. fracture them.
2: <clears throat> With Geronimo, they kidnapped his children.
1: Yeah, it's it's yeah. it's incredible stuff it so what i would chief. say is the goal of what we're trying to create is a system and, and a system in the future that ultimately the community completely owns is not owned by me is not owned by anyone on our team and and that belongs to the community so that in the future doesn't matter if i'm here or not this thing lives on yeah, yeah. are you, are you
2: worried nigeria same thing they had no centralization so they never got conquered or the comanche as well same thing mm-hmm.
0: Are you worried that the feds are going to come? I, I don't know if you've been paying attention to Odyssey and Library and yep. how the SEC has gone after them. Are you worried about that happening with uh, Sovereign or is there anything you guys are doing differently to try to avoid that same problem? Or
1: Well, we, we are doing a lot of things differently to avoid that problem. One of them is that we're not issuing a token. Uh, anytime you issue a token, the SEC then has the purview to come in and decide whether or not that's a security and whether right. or not you have violated securities laws. So we're not doing that. We're not issuing tokens. So we have an internalized token within our system, but you can't buy that token outside of our system. It's essentially just a a, a tipping token um, that's within our system. So uh, we are learning from what's happened, not only with those, but even um, you know Telegram had that, I believe it was called the Gram, right? Their, their uh, token that they had to cancel finally because the SEC chased them for five years, basically claiming they had committed a crime. Uh, and they finally had to end it. So, so we're learning from those. I don't know if I want to call them mistakes. We're learning from some of the speed bumps that are being thrown in, from a, in front of other folks. Yeah. Yeah.
0: The
2: hard part seems to be the payment processing. Like, there's lots of platforms that can do video, that can do blog, yep. and do whatever. But, you know, when you're canceled on PayPal and you're canceled on Google Pay and you're canceled on Apple Pay, you're canceled on Stripe, you can't, it's very hard. Like, how do you process credit cards and, and get money? Even with crypto, people get banned off exchanges.
1: They do. So, so what I will tell you is we, that's part of what we are building out as well. And there are tools that already exist that allow for that. What I, what I have found and my team has found in the last couple of years of doing this is there's an incredible Web3 infrastructure that already exists. An entire ecosystem of technology that's been built by people who are a thousand times smarter than I am, but no one uses it. Right. So it's, it's so interesting when you get into like the, the, the Web3 world, when you get into the, the, the blockchain world, there are literally thousands of projects out there that have been created. Some of them are, are unbelievable technology that way outpaces and outrivals anything in that Web2 space in the current Internet space but no one uses it because no one even knows about it. And the guys who build it, you know, I'm not trying to be offensive here, but a lot of them are like, they're just geeks. Right. And so they're so obsessed with creating this awesome, very cool stuff. And they're so excited about it, but no one uses it. So you're building an amazing product. That's not going to get used. So what we're trying to do is say, what are the best prod- products out there that we can integrate into our system without building them ourselves that, that give our users access, to this world. We want to become, in many ways, a portal, a gateway into the Web3 world for the Web2 user who does not understand, you know, five things about blockchain. They couldn't tell you anything about it. But the technology is there and it frees them from what Web2 companies have already done to them. You know, AWS is a great example of probably the biggest Web2 company in the world that is just an awful product. They're a terrible product. They're very expensive and they don't work very well. And they're highly susceptible to hacking and they're highly susceptible to crashing. But because of branding and their connection to Amazon and their ownership by Amazon, there are a lot of people who use them, right? But they're terrible technology. There's much better technology out there that's already been created. Just people don't know about it. So we want to be a portal and a gateway for our users to say, here's the best systems that protect you. And see, here's the other thing that makes us very, very different than other Companies, Web two companies believe that their only system by which they can they can survive is to create a silo or or some kind of wall garden. They lure you in, and now they own you. If you're a content creator, they got to own your content. We just saw that all happen with Daily Wire and Steven Crowder and all the fighting. Those guys are
2: in doing, perpetuity.
1: Right? It's all yeah. about ownership, and I got to own this thing and own that thing, and then I got to keep the big tech guys happy, not upset them because they're the ones who control all of the 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 uh, advertisements, and so we have a very different view. And our view is that the future of technology and the future of social social media, the future of communication isn't in walled gardens. It's in giving ownership to people and then giving them the best experience to access content, the best experience to access um, video and written content, live content, et cetera. And if a, if a, a content creator, Says, I want to walk away. I don't want to work with you anymore. I don't like your platform. They take everything with them. It belongs to them. That's the power of Web3. It all belongs to you as a content creator. That's that's an amazing power because what it does is then it it demands of us as the, the portal that we treat you better. YouTube treats people like garbage. Right. Because they say, well, the only way that anyone's going to see you is if you go through us. But if you had the ability to walk away from YouTube with all of your subscribers, all of your videos, all of your content to go someplace else, YouTube would treat you a whole lot better. So they, yeah. they want to keep you in the wall garden.
2: Yeah. It's the only reason they abuse people. They Well, we have your subscriber list and we have all the access and eyeballs. And when they ban you, you don't get your videos and you don't get your subs. You don't even get to talk to someone and argue about why you get banned. You just right. get banned.
3: You get a swift kick in the ass. <laughs> so, ben, ben, you've been in the game for a while. Um, what has been, like, your most interesting and, like, fun interview that you enjoyed the most out of all the people you've talked to in your career? I know it's a pretty broad question. It's got to be What? Yeah, well besides, well, besides us, Ben, what's what's most standout to you other than my spandex
1: pants? <laughs> Uh, You know, I got to say probably the Obama interview was probably the the most fun one that I ever did. And only because with the Obama interview, um, you know, let me tell you the story real quick. So the way it works is like this. Um, A week before I interviewed Obama, a lot of people don't remember this part. I actually interviewed Mitt Romney and Paul Ryan together, two of them. Uh, And it was actually the first interview they gave together. And the reason they were going to do it is I was working for the Fox station in Cincinnati, right? Right. And so it was like, oh, you know, Cincinnati swing state of swing states and I'm sorry, Ohio swing state of swing states. And then Cincinnati was the swing city within Ohio that everybody was trying to pull because it's it leans more conservative uh, than liberal, whereas Cleveland probably leans more liberal than conservative. Right. So everybody's trying to get into Cincinnati. And so uh, I got the chance to go interview Paul Ryan and Mitt Romney. And what I was told was, hey, my news director comes to me and says, I got great news. They're going to give their first interview. And, and we're going to have you do it. And I said, okay. He said, the only problem is when I talked to them, they said they didn't want you to do the interview. And I told them, well, it's got to be him, right? Because obviously everyone else is an idiot here. And, and I was the guy who could do it. But they said, we don't want two things. One is, if you remember at the time, Paul Ryan had a whole thing about this thing called the heartbeat bill. It was like a, an abortion bill that he had been a part of prior to that. Didn't yep. want to talk about that. So no talking about abortion. And then they said, we also know that you talk a lot about Ron Paul and these delegates right across the country. Don't talk about those guys. And he says, I told him you won't talk about any of that stuff. I said, why did you tell him that? <laughs> oh, well, because you know, we're not going to cover those things. I said, Well, you shouldn't have told him that because, you know, I'll, I'll ask him what I ask him, right? So we ended up in a fight. I was constantly fighting with my bosses at that time. So but they agreed to let me do it. So I go out there, sit down with them, walk into the interview sit down. I remember there was a guy from the Council on Foreign Relations sitting on a sofa behind me. I couldn't hard. see his face, but he would like nod to them or give them answers based on what I was going to ask. It was just super creepy. Creepiest, yeah. You know, and then, uh, so we're sitting there doing this interview. And the first question I asked, let's talk about abortion. Asked him uh, about abortion yes. Hit him with that. And then the last on a, question. On I asked a scale of
2: one was, to WEF, how creepy was it?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was, it was pretty bad. And then uh, at the end, the last question, we got to talk about delegates. So I asked him about the delegates and about, you know, why are you why are you disenfranchising all these Ron Paul voters oh, who basically yeah. <laughs> were duly elected? Right. So I destroyed them in the center. Right. It wasn't, it wasn't a, as you guys know, following my stuff, it's not political. Right. right? It's just what I do as a journalist. My job is to be your enemy. Right? I truly believe that. Uh what, what is the saying? Afflicting the comfortable and comforting the afflicted. That's my job. Really? So, it's
2: the, oh, I can't say that. Well, that, 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 that,
3: that.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. So let's talk about it so i destroyed him so a week later we get a call saying hey we're asking you to come um interview obama he's coming to toledo and we would like for you to do the interview and so his campaign requested me so i ended up going to toledo to interview him and when i get there i meet his his state director who's like hey i just wanted you to know she comes over and she's like i'm the one who asked for you to be here i was so excited because i I watched your interview with paul ryan and Mitt romney and you destroyed them you humiliated them It was great. I was like, well, I appreciate that. And she's like, so I was like, that's the guy. That's the guy I want to interview Obama with. She says, normally we ask for your questions in advance, but I trust you. And I said,
3: well,
2: that's great. Do we have Miss Lindsay's opinion on Paul Ryan and Mitt being together?
1: Exactly. (laughs) You get five minutes, she says. with him. Now, the thing about Obama is Obama was a famous filibuster, right? Meaning that you'd ask him a question. And he takes three minutes to answer a question. So if they say you get five minutes, you don't get five questions. You're lucky to get two questions. In. And he could talk. I mean, you know, of all the things you can say about Obama that are negative, I mean, the positives are the guy was an amazing speaker, amazing orator. Um, I, I saw him speak in person multiple times and just was yeah. just amazed. I mean, he really had this has this energy that transforms a crowd. It's really, really something powerful. So I go in to do the interview with him, and he comes in, and and I have my five questions, and I just start hitting him with questions. And the first question, you know, I ask him is, why would you sign in, in the NDAA, National Defense Authorization Act, that allows for the detainment of U.S. citizens? Um, You're a constitutional lawyer. What's your justification? He answered it in like ten seconds. <laughs> right and then next question let's talk about your kill list you know this kill list that allows you to kill anwar awalaki his 16 year old son abdul rahman awalaki who was also killed they're both u.s citizens they were killed without a trial why would you as a constitutional attorney and as a president believe you have that right well you're talking about things that uh, i myself have never talked about before. so he gives me that answer right but doesn't want to say anything else see eric i'm gonna give you a room for your money on impersonations here yeah, then, no, that's, good. That's, good. that's good that's good continue yeah i'll give you bill clinton later too all right we'll, we'll, but, talk, we'll talk we'll talk about cia drug smuggling mina later but there you go so then we we go through that when we get to afghanistan you know and start talking about afghanistan and then i talked to him about syria right why is the u.s funding al-qaeda in syria at the time that at the time nobody would have been right? nobody so would basic. nowadays you say never was like oh yeah that was it's pretty obvious. Well, yeah, at the time it wasn't. At the time it was heresy to say that the U.S. was funding Al Qaeda. That was our number one enemy in the world. ISIS didn't even exist at the time, right? It's all Al Qaeda, and yet we were giving uh, Al Qaeda in Syria weapons to overthrow Assad.
4: If you forgot so the words.
1: Five questions, <laughs> still
4: and we ended up
1: Al-Qaeda. doing the interview for seven and a half minutes because on the last question he just shifts and starts talking about the auto industry in Ohio, and let's talk about you know colors for cash and all that stuff. So, it, I would say that was probably the, the best experience. The funny thing was, when we were done with the interview, like by the time I got to that last question about Syria, his eye was actually twitching, which was kind of crazy. I remember You're that. And yeah, I thought they were going to have me shot. And then he was Drone. all done and he says, Well, I guess you don't want a uh, picture with me. And I said, Of course I do. So, we stopped <laughs> and we posed for a picture and That's then nice he picture. walked out. And the Secret Service guy who was sitting there just shaking his head at me, like, Are you kidding me, man? Like, we're up. Yeah, probably yeah, if he
0: just sat you. that, you know. You think don't that lady lost her job who specifically requested I leave? don't even think she got out of the building.
1: <laughs> she got drone bombed.
3: She yeah. she got waterboarded so and sent funny. to Gitmo so fast. She got
2: dry boarded. <laughs> ben,
3: ben, ben I can't believe you didn't ask him about a the birth certificate and big Mike, Mike, Mike Obama, Michelle Obama Schlong. I can't believe you didn't ask about oh, that. Right. Why right. wouldn't you do that? Why wouldn't you do it?
2: <laughs> her house got stuffed with that.
3: Oh yeah, no. The, they said you know, they
2: didn't use in Waco. <laughs>
3: <laughs> the Obama the Obama interview was really epic. And and I always showed people that. And at the time, there are any kind of journalists who could even get Obama's ear for a few minutes. That was like the most questioning the guy, the most real, hard hitting, actual, really good questions he'd gotten. Yeah, you know, arguably Can you ever.
2: Imagine if we had a free press. Yeah, that's if what if it looks everyone like. Everyone would just ask a hundred the Ben Swans. Why are we aiding neo Nazis in Ukraine? Why are we yeah. aiding Al Qaeda all over the place and Blue Kistani and M E K and da, 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 da. What? Well, It is obvious, but or it would be if people were allowed to talk.
1: Well, and then you have like we are
2: still dealing with the damage of Lincoln closing down all the newspapers. Like that was the marriage of state and press, and it never got fixed.
1: Well, uh, I would say that was the start of it. I would say the other place where it really got off the rails was when when uh, news companies started selling advertising. Right. The moment that oh, yeah. you, know, for, you know, for a long time, news was not a money-making prospect. Every news division in the country lost money for the networks they worked for. It wasn't their job was not to make money. And of course, at the time, this is when the CIA is, is implanting people uh, into newsrooms. Nowadays they don't bother with that anymore they don't need to, right? They're all they're all the anchors, right? They're, they they're all, all retired the, the
2: generals coming on with yeah, their opinions absolutely. and stuff let's, cut to let's ask commercial. John Brennan about me. that tells you ask your doctor for prescription drug. I thought they were prescribed based on symptoms. I don't know. Oh, I'm just going to go in there and say, Hey, give me this pill. I saw on TV. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Well, Hey um, Ben,
0: I know you got to run. We'll probably keep talking, but uh, thanks for joining the show. Any uh, last, any anything else you want to plug any specific thing you got coming absolutely. up absolutely just want, want to encourage people
1: about? to check out yeah check out the, the platform sovereign dot media read we want to we want to send the natural capitalist on there and, and get you guys up on there uh but i think the the main thing is you know we we want to do is really encourage if you're watching this and you say how can i help i don't want your money i don't want you to send me you know a donation i want you to go and and check out the platform see what you think of it and then if you say this is a, a solid platform and what they're trying to do, I want you to encourage content creators that you know of who are struggling to find audiences to say, go over there and put your content over there, right? Yeah, Nothing that we're building is about exclusivity. It's not about, oh, you can only be here. You can't be someplace else. It's about creating the, the, as open of a, of a situation as we possibly can for as many content creators as we can. We're so confident in what we're building. You can put it every place else. As far as i'm concerned because in the future it will only be with us because we're the only ones building something that can survive right and so it's not about building for exclusivity it's not about building a wall garden it's about building something that's bomb proof because the bombs are coming guys from obama (laughs) (laughs)
3: that's awesome guys it was a pleasure
0: all right ben thanks for joining us happy to have you on anytime thank you all right man
2: i'll have to go over there because people are like well if he's allowed everyone's allowed yeah, it seems to be sure. the, the case, unfortunately.
0: Yeah, so Ryan did get Twitter back, though. I yeah, got yeah, to say, you're much. back on Twitter since the last four horsemen, so that's knock big, on
2: wood. And I passed thing. the 11 day mark. That's like my knock record on Linwood. Of- yeah, and you
0: <laughs> you were missing followers when you came back, but now you have more than twice what you originally had anyway because
3: you have like free viral.
2: What, I don't know what it was thirty something thousand on there yeah. now. Yeah,
3: I'll take a look.
2: At yeah, that. I mean, I I'd still like to have the numbers I had on YouTube and all, but whatever, yeah. I'll take it. It's it, you are, know, are you keeping that you for three years? Yeah, I'll take anything.
0: <laughs> are you keeping that announcement that you sent me and Eric and Skype private for now, or you want to tell everyone about that coming up? What did I say? Shows you're
2: going on. I didn't. Know oh, um, I'll just let those happen because you know I don't want to get Gabe Hoffman. Okay. Yeah. yeah.
0: Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's a good yeah, point. Yeah. No, are <laughs> sitting at 33.6
3: thousand Twitter followers, and, and it happened quick.
2: Yeah, that's all in like two weeks. Yeah, and that's with self censorship too. But he,
3: he's good. He's going to fly close to the sun, but not too close to the sun. No, yeah. Ben's
2: right because like the gathering got banned. Um, some other like there have been some that they don't like. That kicked off. Elon's very pro Ukraine. He's locked in with Starlink and all that Shocked stuff. So you gotta Starlink. watch your mouth there. They brought back Pep Escobar. They brought back Ritter. Then banned him. Then brought him back again. Um,
3: Little baby Griper was on they brought there for this. JF.
2: They brought back myself. Uh, a b- lot of like a lot of people that are like, well, they're never coming back are back. So yeah. Sarah Westall still the only banned. One. Reed's still banned. <laughs> yeah. um, but I what I think, just this is like rudimentary like thing, looking at it, it seems to be going chronologically, like, the further back you got banned, you get returned. So I got I think mine was 2019 or something. So they're on that year. So it'd be a few more months and then Reed will be on because I think you got banned, like 2021
0: 2021. Yeah,
2: yeah. So it'd be one of the last unfortunately, but
0: yeah, yeah. Although, um, yeah, I've got some friends who were banned like six months ago who got it back. So it's, it's, it's really like sporadic and all kind of all over the place. But I, I keep saying It's all about who last. you
2: know also. Like yeah. it's like I had a lot of people advocating for me and going unban this guy unban this guy. They weren't doing it. I was like, guys, if you don't you, you know, the squeaky wheel gets the oil. So yeah. you gotta do it. And I've been advocating all the people who are still banned, including the ones I don't agree with at all need to be
3: Yeah, Uh, put them on there on the platform. Yeah, we don't want to ban anybody. Fuck that. Get it all out there. Let's let's, dialogue is the
2: best way to get rid of dumb ideas. Let's do get out Royal Rumble. It's so refreshing. Like when people say stupid stuff, I can actually say something back because in the past, I'm like, well, I have to just sit here and take it because if I respond, I'm gonna get mass flagged and kicked off the platform.
3: Sift through the Coca Cola read. Yeah. Well, I want to. uh, Oh, go ahead, Reed. I, I
0: was going to ask, do you guys think I should leave this one up on YouTube or should I take it? Down? I'm kind of yeah, like, don't I don't go know. Go too
3: deep on anything. Uh,
2: the <laughs> only thing is, is when Ben said heart attacks instead of coincidences. Yeah. So, I I'm mean, done. it's a, he's not wrong, but like, you, oh, no, he's not wrong. I would not risk me. the YouTube over it. It's like, just stick it on. Uh, rumble and odyssey and we can
3: balance it out let's get trump to read a pro vax moderna this is president trump you should get vaccinated (laughs) look i got it okay i'm not saying you have to but i got it so get that and get five boosters okay go for it to say here we go that that, guy ben
0: swan who is on the show i completely disagree with everything he said about the vaccines it's all wrong they're good. Go get them now. Now we're good. Yeah, so read.
3: Do, do you support <laughs> trans vaccines in the Wuhan? Are you in favor of giving puberty blockers in the cereal of underage docs in Peking, China? It's a yes or no question.
1: Do you support?
3: I, I wanted to, uh, before we wrap up, I want to promote uh, the anti-war march that I will be attending on Sunday, February 19th. It's being put on by the People's Party and the Libertarian Party. And the website is RageAgainstWar.com. Friend of the show, Daniel McAdams, the director of the Ron Paul Institute, will be speaking. Uh, Friend of the show, Scott Horton, the great Scott Horton, uh, CEO of Dr. Pepper out of Plano, Texas, uh, (laughs) will will be speaking. Um, MAGA Communism will be speaking, Reed. Jackson
0: Angel, he'll be there.
3: Yep, Max Blumenthal. I'm actually, I'm really looking forward to meeting Max Blumenthal. I've, I've been a fan of his for years and I've never met him in person, so hopefully I'll see him. But uh, we're going to march. We're going to march to the Capitol and I'm going to be right there with you. No, we're not going to do that. The uh, march starts at noon um, at the Lincoln Memorial and the speakers will speak. And then we're going to march from the Lincoln Memorial to the White House. We're going to go right. We're going to go right to Brandon's doorstep. And we're going to tell them how we feel about all the wars and all the shenanigans. Oh, of the Tara
0: Reid, Scott Ritter. Scott Ritter. There's a lot of bass. Kim Jimmy Iverson. yep Kim
3: Iverson. Oh, yeah. And then my friend mm-hmm. Pasta Giardulo from um, wow. Convo Couch and uh, AM Wake Up with uh, Steve Poikinen. So I'll be there. And any uh, Four Horsemen fans or Jackman Radio fans, uh, if you want to say hi to me, I'll be in front of uh, the Lincoln Memorial probably like an hour early just to hang out and see people at uh, 11 o'clock. Um, big on guy Sunday. on the
2: throne. Um, <laughs> I got to give you some Biden crime family uh, QR hey. code cards. Just hey, hang out. Right. <laughs>
3: listen here, man. Corn Pop's a good dude. All right. I was in the pool there with Corn Pop with the kids running the hair in my legs. I learned about cockroaches.
2: Listen, Joe Biden no. cares about the environment so much he showers with his daughter.
3: God, <laughs> God damn right I do, Ryan. It dears to be good for Gurner the good.
0: Oh, yeah. Another exciting announcement. I've already said this before, but the Four Horsemen are breaching into the TimCast circle. I'll be the I'll be oh, on yeah. TimCast in a couple weeks. It's be so, great. There, be It'll be
3: interesting. I think we're going to get some lobbyists from uh, Qatar and Doha and Saudi Arabia to push for the Four Horsemen to go on TimCast. Tim Google. can get you unbanned. We're working on yeah, it. Yeah, maybe. He knows he like, Elon, knows doesn't he?
2: Glowy. He's connected, definitely. He'd he just like say it and it would happen. Yeah. Oh, by the guy way, has guys, such he's... access and privilege and but has no clue what's going on. It's like, dude, somebody I'm so glad you're on there. Like, yeah, please correct him on the everything.
0: I'll do my best. Bring <laughs> him all the crime maps. You. I'm sure dude, there will be plenty of things people wish I'd said or whatever, because, yeah. you know,
3: be and just go <laughs> on and be yourself. You're going to be fine. This, say your this. piece. Yeah. Bring the base. When, uh, when Dawson handed Ron Paul a Biden crime map, come on.
4: Dude. That's, just, <laughs> That's the best Kodak nice moment people. ever. Uh, well, yeah, Gordon <laughs> was a bad dude,
3: wasn't he? You were over in Ukraine causing a lot Who of mischief. Ritter
2: went, looked at that map, and then the next day in the bar is like, why don't you work for the CIA? And
3: I was like, mm, I have a moral and compass. You, you were like, <laughs> in, Infowars.com, turning the frogs gay. <laughs> yeah ben that that was great having ben on man I, I've, I've been a big fan of his for years and
2: dude um, it was like a lost brother he's saying all the stuff i yeah, oh, say dude. all the time he's i had it him pretty.
0: on at, when i met him out in vegas and talked to him i was like oh god this is a total i gave him a four horseman shirt when i was out there too and um i told him about it's the show today. way back then i was like i gotta get you on it would be oh there you go yeah
3: yeah <laughs> Um, oh, oh, yeah, so I forgot to say, that. the
2: other way they kookify something is like they'll say, Oh, yeah, I love Ben Swan, and the moon landing's fake, and Hitler's pretty cool, uh, yeah, or something. Uh, yeah, ridiculous. they get caught but
3: I actually like Hitler <laughs> a lot. I like a lot. <laughs> There's actually a lot I like about it uh, No, you're just talking, you like Hugo Boss. you like the uniforms, right? <laughs> no, I actually like Hitler. <laughs> I'm just like, Whoa, this isn't a bit. What is happening here? What do it you think? I think it was watch. out
2: of spite, man. They they took so much from him that he was just like that was his way of saying f you i'll say the the worst things i can think of right i don't think yeah. he really likes hitler oh yeah, well, yeah ryan we've much.
0: made it uh, how many minutes and we've made it over an hour with no bells so you got to give us some just a little bit
3: oh <laughs> <laughs> hey who stole nuclear secrets with numec ah, there it is <laughs> 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 Well, were you, you going to announce something, read though, or show something? Oh, well,
2: yeah, it would have so. been like a fire alarm. We were talking about social media and Zelensky and all this, yeah. and I was just
0: like.
3: <laughs> there, ain't, there ain't a Liberty Bell loud enough to ring for that clarion call, Ryan.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so my uh, friend made this Not as a, as a gift for me. The, the Libertarian Party in New Hampshire had its convention yesterday, and in honor of the viral tweet, Uh, They actually made a mug that says Happy Holidays with uh, (laughs) McCain over the flag. So I linked that in the description. You can get one. Uh, Her name's Rosa. And she also made one for Jeremy that said War is Gay. I like
2: the War is Gay one. I saw it. (laughs) I think, let's see. Yeah, you can see there on the 25th on our calendar is the... uh, John McCain's still dead. Yep, John John McCain's still dead. My
3: friend Obama. month Respectfully, ma'am, Obama is not a
2: monster. <laughs> John McCain's still dead day. Have a tequila and Vietnamese food.
3: <laughs> Reed, come on! <laughs> you got to get a calendar.
2: I'm still, I still. I have, know. Like, I
0: need, we need to make that like a a, a holiday in New Hampshire, on August I like, 25th. I like, like people
3: everyone, who. Oh, you want
2: to see a, August? He's, Hold on. he's like he's not a I guarantee you, because I wrote this stuff a year ago. Most of it, I don't even know what. Yeah. Happened. <laughs> <God>. <laughs> Oh, man, Miss August is good. My, my little baby
3: Balenciaga. I'm, I'm a veteran. You know what else happened that day? So were I'll you, briefly get that. But...
0: Were you there? Look at that. I can't read it. What does it say?
3: All right.
2: Well, it says <laughs> this is the greatest thing. August 25th. John McCain death adversary. Rittenhouse drops three communists. That was oh, that the, the same, day? same day. It was. What? He did it on,
0: How and am that, I just finding out that that was the same
3: day? day. <laughs> Dude, yeah, read.
2: if yeah. you had, yeah, see, all these frogs are yeah. like when awesome stuff happened, yeah, like yeah, yeah. Okay. Kind of kick the bucket or something. See, it's like, uh, yeah, August 10th, it's a frog because Jeffrey Epstein was murdered, yeah, and it was murder. Um,
3: yeah, even Glenn said that oh, he was killed the I next day, you
2: know, in a different year, something the Redstone died. We have when the Hezbollah Lebanese militia group defeats U.S. pampered Israeli diaper force on the 4th of August. we got <laughs> around Paul's really birthday. Diaper. It's happening. Right?
3: Read, read, Israeli fucking diaper force. That's <laughs> what well, the idea stands one.
2: for. And we got a quote from Kanye um, on uh, for August as well. And I actually sell that underwear also. So there you go. Dude, look. Jack, we got, man, we got- don't buy that, but you can buy a calendar. <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah, I'll get a calendar. <laughs> Are you coming oh, stateside this year? You sit Ryan. there
2: and read that every day. Yeah. It's oh, not every oh, day, I'm but sure. there's something funny or something pretty cool I'm or sure serious. I'm sure it's, it's a incredible, good one. dude. Yeah. So on my website, ANCReport.com in the yeah. shop. ANCReport.com. A-N-C-Report. A-N-C-Report. Or just A-N-C-Report. click, A-N-C-Report. click A-N-C-Report. on
0: the That's right. Ryan, are you coming stateside this year, you think? Or
2: Well, if they'll pay for it, I'll go to Porkfest.
0: Oh, wow. I should, They'll start talking to them about that. Porkfest
3: or a Four Horsemen Royal Rumble where we bring all the base and rent out a hall somewhere and just go nuclear.
0: Yeah.
2: If I if I'm going up, if I have to cross the Mason Dixon line, they have to pay for it. But I will get a lot of people. Mexico will pay for it. <laughs> yeah, Mexico pay for it. I'll bring a lot of people, new people to the event if I'm going to, I think.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, maybe I mean, we got the year it's the year is young, we I I think it would be cool to do something like that and we can chat with people who watch the show on Twitter and stuff, but some kind of like a weekend where we can rent a ballroom or a convention hall somewhere and just do like live episodes, have some cool people, do some comedy, Um, you know, like a variety four horseman variety oh, show.
2: I should have had the Pedos to Pizza commercial for you, Reed.
0: <laughs> oh, I've seen oh, yeah, that. that would have been. Has been. Thematic. Can you show that
2: to him? Like, get that over to him.
3: I'll have to look. Yeah, I'll have to look for it. I, I've, I've thought about before. putting
2: those commercials on Twitter. I'm like, nah, I'll lose it already. <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah come on now yeah, that's, that's, yeah, I remember <laughs> got that
2: one. The baby foot sticking out of the lasagna
3: oh folks they're so evil they're so evil bohemian grove that when they eat the babies they don't get rid of the bones they use the bones to tick their teeth <laughs> to pick their teeth infowars.com
0: oh guys and, here i'll show you a little bit of this and definitely go watch the whole thing um when you have time one second here um but uh, this is the clip we were talking about with Ben. So here he is with Obama. But Mr. You President,
4: to- first of all, thank you for taking the time to talk with us.
1: Uh, when you signed the National Defense Authorization Act into law, you issued a signing statement at that time that right. said you would not use that power for indefinite detention on Americans. You understood right. the concerns that people had. Yeah. A judge <laughs> earlier this year issued that the administration couldn't use those powers because it's um, unconstitutional. So why are the government's own lawyers fighting that judge's order the <laughs> injunction? in well, it's, it's
2: like hilarious watching watch someone ask a serious question because you never do. No.
4: Number two, we've got to do it in a way that respects our That secretary
0: <laughs> must just be shitting and her pants and right and now. Like,
4: fuck, rule fuck, rule what did now, I, I do? <laughs> that's why I banned torture. Uh, that's why I banned torture, he says. <laughs> uh, that's funny. Actually closed <laughs>
2: yeah, I, uh, I renamed I it Enhanced Interrogation. You know,
4: we've got uh, some bad guys uh, who are down there. This is a bad ombre. You may not be able to try in a traditional court, but have pledged to try to hurt Americans. And so that's something that we inherited, that we're dealing with, and it's complicated. On the other hand, what I also said was uh, a U.S. citizen can never uh, be subject to that kind of detention. Congress disagreed with me, uh, and I didn't want uh, us to not be able to finance our military and pay our soldiers and our troops. Uh, So I signed the bill, but what I also said was, look, uh, that I'm never going to use this power, and, uh, you know, what I would uh, suspect is that um, uh, the courts are going to agree with us over the long Ben's course. like, horse shit, dude. <laughs> <confused>.
1: You've
4: used <laughs> that, that power. Well,
1: let me ask you then also about the, the so-called presidential kill list that's gotten a lot of a <laughs> team. Uh, right on that list, face. have U.S. citizens who have not been afforded trial including oh. Anwar al-Awlaki? Uh, how do you as president or any president for that matter, regardless of the He just said,
2: I'm not going to use that power. Ben's like, like, yeah, you used it here and here. <laughs>
4: this on uh, reports in uh, the news oh, that uh, break, have buddy. never been confirmed by me. Uh, <laughs> oh, they've never been
0: confirmed back. by him, Eric. <laughs> yeah, by
3: Obama's like, where'd you hear that? Way, <laughs> <more>
4: broadly, though, <laughs> uh, our goal has been to focus on Al-Qaeda, uh, to focus narrowly on focus those who on would pose an imminent Michelle's transition States of America. Uh, and that's why it's not just bin Laden. Wasn't
2: al-Laki but, uh, at the Kurdish to, mosque uh, where Al-Laki they were laundering money to 9-11 uh, hijackers? Off Remember here. that?
4: And oh my uh, God. God. that's part of what has allowed us to now begin to transition out of Afghanistan. To transition, to Mich- big Trump Mike. Home. Yeah, uh, We're going to have to be vigilant uh, for the foreseeable future About when it comes Michelle to business, we have to do so in a way that is consistent with the laws of war, with international law. Uh, that's something we've always abided by, but beyond that, I probably can't comment on uh, something uh, as specific as oh,
3: Okay.
0: Yeah, so that goes on for several minutes, but you guys got to go watch that whole thing if you haven't seen it. It's fucking amazing. That's awesome, you know? dude.
3: That, that, that took some balls, man. Ben. Dude. You know, Yeah, because well,
0: that's when he's been president for four years he's already. President it's, right it's there. It's yeah. The
2: hardest thing is getting into that position. like Asking those questions yeah. is something he's been dreaming of doing, but like... Oh. To just sit there and take it until you can get to that spot so you can have that moment.
3: Yeah, that, that was, that was cool. Yeah. yeah. Ben, Ben's a good guy, man. It Look is that, hilarious that
2: it is hilarious. Something yeah. that ought to be a normal thing. Speaking truth to power. We're sitting here laughing. We're like, Whoa, what's this? this? <laughs> I've never heard of real yeah. journalists. And he's
0: asking him about horrible things and in, indefinite in detention for American citizens, murdering mm-hmm. citizens without a trial. And, it's just amazing that,
3: yeah, oh, yeah, <laughs> it's awesome, dude.
0: You know, I gave it. I gave a speech at the convention yesterday, and the point I made was that the Libertarian Party of New Hampshire got the mainstream media to report on John McCain's war crimes. Like that's never happened. They were talking about him because of you know that tweet I made. But when you're a dissenter you know to the machine they're never going to write about you in a positive way the only way you're ever going to generate news is through controversy kind of like donald trump like i know hey my old
2: tweets on mccain are up again oh are they now you gotta go way (laughs) down there but like (laughs) i i had the exact same pictures and
3: stuff (laughs) he's not he's not a weird he's a weird hero (laughs) he he likes people who weren't captured Reading, you know
0: Yeah, Ryan, you got to save your Twitter at least till August twenty fifth the shirts, the, de- the
2: John McCain six Simper shirt, uh, with his zombified faces stuff, that oh. whole store got destroyed. But uh, we republished that one. I got a dead Lincoln head too, <laughs> the worm coming out. <clears throat>
3: <laughs> it's also oh, incredible.
0: All right, Eric, why don't you close us out with a. Uh... Uh, I don't know who have we not heard from tonight. We haven't heard yeah. from Lady Lindsay and he's yeah. He's I was trying to, be...
2: to set you up with Miss Lindsay earlier. Maybe I didn't do a good segue.
3: But... Uh, I, pre- I appreciate it, Ryan. And, I know uh, he's.
0: I, I know you're down there with uh, Mr. Trump, Lindsay well, and... I, was,
3: I was gonna. I was gonna say, you know, Donald came back down. We might have some disagreements, but one thing that we agree on is that we love that vaccine. We love the juicy goodness when it goes into our veins and fills us up. I love getting filled up in cream pie by Pfizer. I do. I'll tell you that I do.
2: Oh, I don't shake, don't shake. <laughs> That's
3: disturbing. I, I even have to break character for a second. That, <laughs> that is fucking disturbing. Holy fuck, <laughs> Hillary! Hillary used acid wash, okay? And Rudy tells me the acid wash is very expensive. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. I like the cream pie from Pfizer so much. I said, Moderna, you go in there and cream pie too, and Auntie oh, Lindsay's office. Shit. Get that over if it's all Wuhan eyes. Oh yeah, fuck. I know. <laughs> do, do you do you support puberty blockers and underage children's cereals in the Castro District of California? Oh, yes or God. no, Doctor Frankenstein? I mean, Doctor Levine. <laughs> <laughs> it's so amazing, but <sighs> yeah, that's how we when we're clown pilled. That's really the all we can do. And uh, I'll have to get Ben on Jackman Radio and hear front some more. row seat. Of his impressions, he sounds like he got a good Clinton that he was about to about to tee up. Oh yeah. the
2: Obama was pretty good, too.
3: Yeah. yeah. No, let, let me be clear. Let me be clear.
0: Let me be Cl- clear. Cl- I'm going Cl- to completely uh, sidestep the question and yeah. uh, talk about something else. Uh, Clinton's, like, Clinton's
3: like, I know you'd like to know the answer to that, but even <laughs> if I did, do you think I'd tell you?
2: <laughs> it Depends what is is. It depends uh, on
3: how you define CIA road uh, airstrip in Mina with the boys on the tracks. <laughs> They oh, that understand.
2: was a joke I didn't make. He's like, Hillary had nothing to do with pizza cake. She's not eating children in the basement. I was going to say she prefers her kids on the railroad.
4: Ah! Oh. Or
3: an Epstein's Island on a barbecue pit. <laughs> well, look, and I, did, I didn't want to say this, but my uncle John Trump was an MIT scientist in Tesla. He time-traveled. To got all of Tesla's technology, and we time-traveled back in time to warn the CEO of Golden Corral about Rosie O'Donnell. So that's a win. Oh,
0: Ryan, someone just made a great. Um, is that possible? <laughs> I don't know if it would ship that fast. The 6th Ember Tyrannus McCain shirt.
2: Oh, well.
3: <laughs> Either that
2: or. When, when's your 10th it. thing? It's on the 10th or something? Uh,
0: it's February, on the 9th, February 9th. It's
2: shipped from the US. Oh, okay. So, yeah. Let's get it I'll, today.
3: From, from where? Forge Theater?
0: <laughs> I'll overnight that shit. Oh, dude. Hold on. Let me get it for you.
3: <laughs> Reads like. Only it's, Rosie O'Donnell.
0: It might be a little much for Tim Cast. I don't know. We'll we'll see. Nah, but... you definitely got to wear that. <laughs> WC, I hope... Derek? What's that? It's McCain's zombified. Oh, date.
3: with the maggots, I've seen it.
0: Maggots coming out. No, no, <laughs> I've, uh, yeah, it's like, it looks like
3: this. It's like <laughs> it's Dude, I'm, gonna pull, <laughs>
2: I'm gonna pull it up for you. <laughs> yeah. Oh god. Jared, yeah. I'm looking through my story. I have so much Uncle Ted stuff, so i
3: we're so clown pilled, Reed. Dude, I'm
0: going to do what I can to get the four horsemen on Tim Cast. I mean, I'm not very optimistic, but I, going to I, I didn't think hey, I was going to get well, on that's there. It. So.
3: That's exactly it, man. It, 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 you just keep going. Although, and,
0: and... Hey, Luke Radowski left, who was the guy who doesn't like Ryan, right? And you, did you notice who the new guy is, Eric? Phil Labonte. Phil Labonte, I, my I, old fucking
3: I did. roommate.
0: You remember I Phil, did. Ryan, from a few horses ago? Oh, yeah, he yeah, was on he here. He's on the cast
3: now. so <laughs> yeah, he, could, he could lobby for us. <laughs> yeah, he could get us on there.
0: <laughs> yeah. No,
2: I He'd mean. we could get when, me when, on there so I could red pill them on the Civil War.
3: There you go. <sighs> so, many, so many inconvenient truths that he would say read with a large audience. But, Ryan, <laughs> when you were on Schneeko, is it Schneeko or Sneeko?
2: Sneeko, I thought, but maybe they say it a different way.
3: Sneeko, uh, that's gotten a ton of, he has over 100,000 f- subs on Rumble. That dude has. Yeah, a, it's
2: good for Rumble. Yeah, yeah and there's. Uh, well, I won't say, but I'm going on some other
0: shows.
3: And and also, when I was watching that Ryan, I saw yeah, these so shows many lights he's going on. Are
0: pretty big deal.
3: Right, yeah, the next we'll talk, ones are we'll pretty talk big deal. But, like yeah, but I, I saw I saw so many lights going off in that dude's head, Ryan, when he when you were talking to him, and I could tell he wanted to hear more, and he was fascinated, and he was he found it really refreshing, the information you were sharing with him and, and telling him.
2: So you know, just about any time I can talk to like a twenty-two year old, that's they're gonna be like, yeah. "Whoa,
3: yeah," because no, was,
2: the, their news is just shit. You know, they don't no, TikTok, know where to yeah. go. Yeah,
3: no, it was no, it was it was really good. I I, I really enjoyed the interview, and he'd be a great. Uh, a lot of people have said get him on the Four Horsemen. So. I would. I might, ask him. I'd that. definitely vote for him to come on in the future. I was
2: thinking Cynthia McKinney for the next one, but uh, fuck yeah, oh yeah, we'll. There's we'll, no wrong answer there. We'll really. take
3: a no. we'll take a flotilla with her out to the. Do you
2: want now? a hoodie or a shirt?
0: Uh let's see. Should, I'll do both. Fuck it, take both.
3: Ancreport.com. <laughs> yeah, I need
0: to get. Can what about the? I, I need to get a regular anc report one too. I just got the hat. So that's all I have. So.
2: It looks like they uh they oven the McCain, so I'm just gonna remake it again right now. But oh, there uh, you go. Yeah, like, <laughs> you get uh, Thought I gave you a hat. I think I, gave I you do a have
3: hats.
0: Hat. Yeah, I have yeah. a hat. Yeah,
3: I just don't know um, a sweatshirt shirt or a shirt. Get
2: something like this, and then yeah. But the McCain thing would be everything. I'd be like, what is that? And it relates to the tweet. Oh yeah, <laughs> no, it
3: would
0: be unavoidable if I wore
3: that. <laughs> God. God, that's all so incredible.
2: McCain is McCain of the woodshed, man. It's like, yeah, I got to get you that. I have a box of it's just Biden staring off in the distance with the QR code to Corn Pop's Revenge.
0: Oh, just man. hand them
2: out to everybody, like even Tem. Like, oh, you think you know about the Bidens? You don't know how bad it is. Yeah.
0: I will say, I mean, as I, I still think Tim's kind of a dweeb, but his crew is getting way better. Like, you know. Defi- oh, I mean, yeah. That's Phil way better than Dude, Ian,
3: Yeah, I love Ian Crossland. Dude, yeah, Ian's kind of based. Tell you. I want to write a letter for you to give to him. Cassandra to is super And everybody
2: based. just jumped down his throat and told him to shut up. <laughs> yeah. Like, okay. Well. Yeah,
3: Cassandra seems pretty based.
0: Yeah, Cassandra's awesome. Uh, she's the reason I'm getting on. Um, yeah. but yeah definitely things are getting better over there <laughs> there's no doubt about that
2: <laughs> i would wow. i would love to either talk about 9 11 or epstein on temp show it would yep. blow some oh, minds be the first time oh, so yeah. many
3: people heard an adult conversation time've heard it.
2: adult information <clears throat> in yep yeah. yeah yeah
3: all
0: right guys i'm gonna close the show out but go follow all these guys on um i've got everything linked in the description to go down i got us all separated Reed Coverdale, Eric Jackman, Ryan, and then Ben Swan uh, from when he was on earlier. Got all the platforms listed. Go subscribe and
3: follow. You got Lions of Liberty in
0: there? Lions of Liberty is on the top. Please go check them out. Go subscribe. Let them know that you came uh, to them through me. It's the first time I've ever been sponsored for three shows the last show I did, this one, and then the one I'm doing tomorrow. So uh, please help me out there. That would be great. And uh, yeah, guys, we will catch you. On the next stream. Peace. Peace out.